Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone. Uh, just a quick note before we start. We recorded this week's episode before Friday's hideous Supreme Court ruling about Roe v. Wade. If you're looking for something a little less frivolous today, which we totally understand if you are, you may want to scroll down a little bit. A couple of weeks ago, we did a reproductive rights-focused podcast um, called They Are Trying to Exhaust Us, which has lots of useful information about how to get into the fight and help protect abortion rights for everyone. So that's it. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And how are you doing today, Romolini? Well, I just told you um, just a second <laughs> ago that I am bored and sad. I don't know why. I'm just bored and sad. Oh, honey. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. For example, why the fuck is everyone in Italy right now? <laughs> Everyone seems to be in Italy or Ireland. Yes. Everyone's just in Italy. I mean, I'm just like, okay. Like, I just feel still in the in-between. I don't feel like, I feel like some people seem to have broken on the other side, broken out on the other side of the pandemic. I don't feel like I'm there yet. I'm yep. still like in the, in the like murky, muddy middle of this, like, you know, I have some cold right now that I'm shocked is not COVID because I went out once. I like went out into a restaurant and it was very crowded and people were screaming in my face and I was mm. like, "Oh, this is it. This is this is where I get it." But I don't I don't feel I don't feel the way these people in Italy feel. I don't think. I don't think I feel that no, way. <laughs> I don't think I do either. Like I even if it was a possibility like I can't imagine up and going to Europe or somewhere right now and having that level of detachment or comfort with the pandemic and how much of it is still around. You know, my experience of travel and restaurants and, you know, prices and everything and, and airlines, 
oh my yeah. God, is that everything is still off. Nothing feels quite right. And we're kind of pretending it's like, oh yeah, this is like it used to be. It's fun, but it's weird. I don't know. That's That's been my experience. No, it's still, we're still recovering. I mean, I was just laying in bed last night thinking, isn't it crazy that we all went through that? Like the entire world? Yes. The entire world went through the same thing. Like when does that ever happen? I mean, differently, certainly, but. Well, the, the sort of like PTSD of thinking that you were going to get a disease potentially life-threatening any an airborne potentially life-threatening disease anytime you left the house and feeling that way for over a year i don't know that i've fully recovered from that i don't know that i'm ready to like swim in in capri <laughs> <laughs> i've been thinking more this week about my makeover Oh, great. My fantasy makeover that we have to somehow make happen. I actually Googled because I have no idea. And it's kind of ridiculous that I have no idea how to like make this makeover happen. So today I Googled, I am 58 and want a makeover. (laughs) 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 Oh, that brings me so much happiness. Please tell me the results. What happened? No, the results will not bring you happiness because the results were all how to look younger in your 50s. Fuck off. You know, 10 tips for not looking 50. Fuck off. That's what it all was. And I was like, who who even asked about that? Like, it, it really scares me about AI. Like, really, like this artificial intelligence is like in there taunting me. Yeah, that's fucked up because you don't want to look younger. You just want to look good. I just want to look good. I want to look, I, I, I feel like I look my age. I just want to look good. Yeah. Um, but that is not what Google had in mind. Google had a one track mind when it came to that. Oh, by the way, did you hear about the guy at Google who was fired by Google because he was working on artificial intelligence and he said that the program or whatever that he was working with not only had thoughts, but also feelings no, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I have, I'm so freaked out by all of this. Like, it's just like, why are we building the horror movie? Exactly. Why? Why? Who does that? Did, has anyone not seen all this sci-fi that I've seen? <laughs> what? Why? Who I are know. these people? Why are they like, why do we need this? We don't need it. I'm, uh, it's just like, this is when I'm like, okay, I would like to stop here. I just, I would like to freeze time. I don't feel like it goes anywhere good after this. No, how can it? I mean, I have no doubt that they have artificial intelligence that's a billion times smarter than I am. And I mean, I don't know about the feelings thing. I mean, it got the guy fired from Google for saying it, but I don't doubt it. Like I don't, I don't one hundred percent not believe that, and I'm I'm with you. We we, we no. can change the subject. No, it's I don't want to go. Disturbing. I don't. I don't. I don't want to go into the future. I'll tell you what I do want to go into. Um, so this morning I was reading Dirt, which is my favorite young people newsletter that I read every day, and I I learn all sorts of things about what the young people are doing. <laughs> and today there was a post with the subject line, "Hot Regression Summer." I was like, oh, interesting. And the idea was that um, a couple of things. 
One that we all tried during the pandemic being like self-help and future thinking and how can I be healthier in my body and feel great? And that didn't fucking work. <laughs> so now we're like all regressing and it's like the summer of making bad decisions and the summer of like darkness and just like our worst impulses, which I have, I had to stop myself because um, I am not a young person and I cannot have drinks and French fries every night, which is really where I was going. I was like, I want to escape where this reality and I mm -hmm. want to, um, I want to drink alcohol and eat carbs every night. And then that was like, you know, the, the, the fuel and the menopause was the spark. And then, you know, the hot flashes all night, it doesn't matter. My body was on fire, but this idea that we're in a very regressive period as a society, like the rollback of abortion rights, mm -hmm. the plague of shootings, the impending recession, the threat of nuclear war, what we're doing with Russia, but also pop culture regressions, Top Gun, J-Lo and Ben Affleck, my favorite topic in the world. <laughs> Um, Winona Ryder's in the new Mark Jacobs campaign, just like she was 20 years ago. They're just like, it's just everywhere. Top Gun is like the top grossing movie of Top Gun 2 is like the top grossing movie of, of, I don't know, of all time or something. It's many, many, many millions of dollars. I just think I, you know, I know people love him. I just think Tom Cruise is yucky. <laughs> I just forget the Scientology stuff. Let's put that aside. Okay. Uh, that's a big thing to put aside, but sure. But I'm going to argue that he's yucky based on other things. And those things would be he just, well, I mean, I guess you can't put aside the Scientology because it's the way, like when you see him talking to people, I mean, the jumping on the sofa with Oprah was weird. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, the way women, let's just say that the, the stuff with women is very strange, but you know what? Maybe he's just asexual and maybe we just have, maybe we just need to project this like sexuality onto all our leading men. And maybe he's just not a sexual being. And like the youngs are, a lot of them are like, I'm aromantic. I'm asexual. Like they don't, it's okay to be those things now. And maybe that's what Tom Cruise is. But do you think all the youngs who think they're aromantic are, I mean, could it be that because they're youngs and because everything is coming at them so fast and furiously that, I mean, I hate to use this expression because it's just missing, but that some of these things could be phases. Maybe. I mean, there's a very interesting um, high maintenance, I think it was, about a man who was asexual and aromantic. Mm -hmm. And that was, I mean, that is one of my favorite episodes of a television show of all time. It's yep. so beautifully written. It's, I mean, I, I think I, I, I wept at that, at that show. That show was, that show was unexpectedly profound for, for what it was. You profound know? almost every single episode. I love that show so much. And you can, if, if you guys haven't watched it, it has not, you know, so little to do with cannabis and yeah. pot smoking. It's it's just about people and yeah. about and, and the way they shoot the city of New York and Brooklyn in particular looks more like my experience of that city than anything I've ever seen. And they did it all on no budget. Yeah. Yeah. Such a such a humane show. So, such a beautifully written show, beautifully shot, beautifully styled, costumed, the whole thing. Um, which is a big deal. I was watching. I was watching a show recently that was like a period show that I'm. I don't even want to mention the name of. It doesn't matter because I'm sick of slamming things. But I was like, these costumes are too too. 
Like mm-hmm. this is not, this is a costume of a person in this time, but this is not actually how a person in this time would look in regular life. They look like right. they've like, they're in the wax museum as a person from this decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to um, Tom Cruise, he's a good movie star though. I think he has been a good movie star. Okay. And he clearly is to many, 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 many people. The Mission Impossible movies. Thoughts? Yeah. Never saw them. They're so good. (laughs) But I just, he just bums me out. Like, I really, I really liked, um, even though you're right about what you said about the, um, with Renee Zellweger. Oh, uh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. You were right. Your, your, your observations about Jerry Maguire were absolutely right. But like, I liked him in that. I was like, yeah, this guy is like a, you know, he's like a, he's like a, he can do anything in a movie. He's and been now, in, he's been in a number. I mean, the color of money with Paul Newman. I mean, he's been in, I can't even count how many good Tom Cruise movies. Like he's such a good runner. He's always running in things. <laughs> <laughs> He's, yes, the, isn't he? he's the world's most believable movie runner. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, hilarious. But hot regression summer. I am also regressing. Speaking of television, I've been watching Remington Steel. No, you haven't. I have fucking yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to show you want to just you're at the end of your day. You've had a tough time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Things aren't going your way. The world is scary. All of this. You want a show that just goes down easy. Like you're just sitting hmm. in a sherry snifter. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like a sepia tone. <laughs> you know what? You're actually kind of right because I've been trying for the past few weeks to watch the final season of Ozark, which okay. was a show that I really enjoyed. And it's just, I can't watch it. And it's not that it's boring and it's not that it's bad. It's just like, it's not enjoyable. No. That's like people the thing. keep getting killed and, no. and and drugs and like, you know, betrayal. And I'm just like, I, I no, know. I was looking through, we were, Alex and I were looking through the potential shows that we were going to pick up next after like finishing some very, into, we finished Barry, we finished Barry at Better Call Saul, we finished like a bunch of very intense shows. And we were like, oh, should we watch Under the Banner of Heaven? Uh, should we watch The Dropout? Uh, like, we, should <laughs> we watch all these intense shows that are about intensely negative things? And suddenly we were like, well, he has a, has a thing that he's doing with Pierce Bronson that I can't get into, but it doesn't matter. Suddenly we were like, oh, <laughs> Remington <laughs> Steel. And we watched a couple episodes as a joke, and now we're just watching it as it is so nice. It is just such a brain bath. I highly recommend <laughs> it as the best thing because also nothing matters. If they're each indiv- the episodes are just singular. They don't matter to each other at all. It's not episodic and it's just nice. And he's so, he just oozes charm. He's delightful. Anyway, Remington Steel. Did you just make up the expression brain bath or is that just something I've never heard? Cause that's really good. Oh, I might've made it up. I don't know. <laughs> the thing is about, thing is about my brain, which my kid this week was like, mom, you know, I think you have short term memory loss. And I was like, Oh, fuck off. But <laughs> the thing is about my brain is I, I wouldn't have remembered if I heard it somewhere, if I made it up. So who knows? Who knows? Um, Own it. 
own it. I'll own it. Um, what else is going on with you this week? Um, well, I was supposed to have my procedure and it got canceled because my doctor had COVID and my stupid insurance hadn't approved it yet, which fuck, is fuck, really- Fuck, 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 fuck. insurance. I don't, I, I was under the impression that I had pretty good insurance, but now that there's like a thing going on, yeah. like a legitimate thing, who the fuck are they to tell me they're not going to cover it? No. I mean, I, I, I sound like this has never happened to me before. It's happened to me before. It just like, this is just so clearly black and white, like a thing that needs to happen. No, until you, until you tussle, until something happens to you, and this is the whole way of healthcare, because most people, thank God, are healthy and they get, they get health insurance through their, their companies and they don't really ever have to think about it. Until you are having a situation where you are paying out of pocket for independent health insurance, which is mm -hmm. so fucking expensive, mm -hmm. and you think that you're getting a good insurance, and then you suddenly something goes wrong, and you have to tussle with the insurance company. And until you get into anything close to that, and neither of us has even had to deal with like the worst of this. People have to True. deal with this so bad. I until know. you get into that, then you're like, what the fuck? Why isn't there universal health coverage for everybody? Because this is labor and time that we should be paid for. I spend hours on the phone with a health insurance company sometimes, and fuck that, that's taking me away from work. And two, this is a human right. We should not have to pay for health insurance and then fight with the health insurance company. No, it's true. I, I, I always thought, oh, Canada, if we could only be like Canada. The only thing is that now that I know some Canadians, they're like, it's a nightmare. You wait months, you I wait know. months and years that's for what my friends and That's what my friends in Ireland say too. And I just read something, actually, it was very heartbreaking. I think it must have been British. A guy on Twitter writing about how his sister committed suicide because she was not, she had an hour, a year long wait to even just meet with the Department of Health about gender reassignment. And then after that, the next appointment took another year. And, and this guy was like, I will always wonder if my sister had been able to get the proper health care, what would have happened to her? I mean, I mean, but that, it doesn't, I mean, that could be here. That has nothing to do with universal health care or not. I mean, we're trying to take away all trans rights here. That could be, you know, that could be Texas. That could Ugh. be Texas. Though I will say another thing about Jennifer Lopez this week. I saw, oh, I saw that too. Yes. She identified her child as non-binary, referred to her child as they, them, which, you know, not like she's not a hero, but it's always good when high profile celebrities like that acknowledge the trans community in, you know, just normal ways, just normalize no, 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 no. trans kids. And don't get, and, 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 and that she was able, you know, I mean, I'm guessing she's a fairly narcissistic person, but the, yeah. the fact that she was able to put aside her own vanity, yep. you know, I remember hearing, and, you know, I don't know if it's true, but I remember, you know, one of Warren Beatty's children is trans mm -hmm. and Annette Benning's kids. And um, he was apparently horrible about it, or so I heard. And I could see why, like a guy like that, you know, with so much ego, like. I'll never forgive Warren Beatty. Apparently, um, Warren Beatty put Catherine Hepburn sort of at the end of her life um, in, it was like a stunt casting. He put her in some movie. I forget what it was. Maybe he did a re remake of The End of the Affair or something. I forget exactly what the movie was, but he put her in as a kind of stunt casting. And when she showed up, she was an older woman and she was 
you know, she didn't have a lot of vanity, Catherine Hepburn. I don't know if that's true, but she didn't seem to have a lot of like upkeep and grooming mm-hmm. and like some celebrities do. And she showed up looking like an 87 year old woman. And he was so degrading to her from this story that I read like, oh God, what are we going to do with this? And I will just never, he's just, he seems disgusting. Sorry. Yeah. Warm he's baby, just fucking disgusting. But no, and there's this whole thing that people are saying, you know, oh, there's so many more trans kids than there were before. And then I, I saw someone compare it to left-handedness, right? There's so many more left-handed people now than there ever were before because we used to beat left-handedness out of kids. Yes. We used to literally hit their hands with a ruler so that they would not be left-handed. And, and, and tie their hands behind their back. Right. So the fact that there are now channels and a bit of openness in society to children expressing their truest identity makes sense that maybe more of them would express their truest identity to me. No, it, it's, it's, it is the ultimate no-brainer. And someone said to me the other day, oh, the world is just going crazy. And it was in, it was in, it was in, response to something I think I had said about somebody being somebody coming out as trans. I forget what it was in response to, but it was like, no, the world is not going crazy. And no, these kids aren't, you know, I mean, I think there probably are some kids who are going to, you know, trans transition out of whatever this was for them, but plenty more are not. And who gives a shit if they do? What is the damage of following them along kind of their journey, letting them lead you? What is the what is the harm in that? I do not see the harm in this of being like, oh God, well, what if who I gives know. a shit? Like I went through, I only wore red and black for a while when I was a teenager. You know, we all do weird, crazy, you know, things that may not, you know, correspond much to who we become as an adult. But we're just you know, it, it, out. it just doesn't matter. They're young. They're young and let them sort it out and let them be who they are. And you know, I I think that the fear is. The fear that all of these conservatives have is that we're mutilating we're mutilating gen- genitals uh, for a kid who's 12 years old, which is not what's happening. If you go into any of these, if you do any kind of research, you know that any sort of trans youth center, that, that's not what's happening at 12 years old. That's not even what's happening at 16 years old. Like the fact that these kids just want to express themselves and and express who they feel they are mm-hmm. there's nothing fucking wrong with that yeah there was i was i was i sometimes look at the new york post app which i have to really wean myself from doing because it is just i always go on to look at page 6 yeah but page 6 is super boring now because it's just a bunch of reality stars I don't know. Right, right now. And then I end up reading all the other pages, all the horrible, toxic, conservative New York Post headlines. And there was one a couple days ago about kids who'd gotten sex changes who regretted it. And it's 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 just like so predictable and so depressing. And but this is also a regression. I mean, these are the cycles yeah. of backlash, right? It's like there's some progress, and then people are like, "Ooh, no, don't fuck with my way of life." Like it's all white men. It's like women, I feel like we're, yeah. I feel like we're still paying for Obama. Yes, you know, it's like we're in the we're we're. It's like the the I, I can't. I'm picturing like a big wave, you know. 
didn't quite, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit with my analogy because yes. it wasn't going anywhere. No, but, but I feel like on some level that was so demoralizing for the conservatives of this country that they're making us pay and pay and pay for it. The racists of this country. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry, just like anti-trans feminists. I, I, and you know, you run into them so much. It's like so many of the seventies feminists are anti-trans and it's like trans exclusionary feminism. And it's like, fuck off. Come on. Let's just, that is not liberation. Liberation no. doesn't, doesn't keep us holed up and siloed. You know, liberation is kind of, is a lot, is full of acceptance. That's how we all become liberated is by accepting who everybody is. I don't know. I think about this shit quite a bit, but changing topics. Let's talk about makeup. Okay. <laughs> Not makeup, skincare. Over the weekend, I had insomnia because of the drinks, as discussed. And I was on my phone from about 2 a.m. until whenever was acceptable for me to leave the bed. And I found, which I just ordered a bunch of things from, a new skincare line that some influencer was recommending as amazing. And then I looked up a bunch of things and it's amazing but cheap. And I don't understand why it's this cheap. It's called Inky. Inky, I-N-K-Y. I-A-K-E-Y. And it has, I ordered all for $42. I ordered <laughs> a retinol eye cream, a caffeine eye cream, higher, higher lot, higher, you know, high hyaluronic acid, hyaluronic acid serum, and a collagen boosting cream all for $42. Amazing. We'll see if they work, but if they do, it will cut the budget of my skincare in, I don't even want to talk about how much. You know, that's interesting. Well, you know, I mean, the ordinary is really cheap. And I don't like the ordinary. The ordinary, their, um, their serums are so tacky and sticky. I don't like the, I just don't like the consistency of their products. Hmm. Interesting. I just have their hyaluronic acid <laughs> because it's cheaper than the stuff with hyaluronic acid that I used to use. Well, I don't, I don't like the, it just feels like so tacky and sticky. And then you get in bed it. and you have that like tacky, sticky skin. And I can't, I can't do that. I mean, I think that skincare is, I mean, I know, I know that the margins on skincare are so high for like yeah. that, that they're so cheap to produce. And then they, the markup is, you know, hundreds of times over. Um, so I feel like there has to be somebody who's making them cheap, who I can, um, that this making a quality product on the cheap. I can't wait to hear about it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, what else? Oh, I don't fucking know. Okay. I don't fucking know. I mean, everything is, everything is pretty good. I'm getting ready to be going out on tour with Paul and his students over the summer in July. It's amazing to me. If you don't at some point write something about this, I will really be sad. It's amazing <laughs> to me that you are the age you are in the new romance you're in and going on these tours. It's, it's such a, it's an incredible fun story that I love so much. Continue. Um, I will be going, usually, um, I have been on tour with John Anderson, who was the lead singer of yes. Um, and Paul's students play backup for him, mm -hmm. but the tour I'm, I'm going on part of one, there are two, two of those tours this summer. I'm going on part of one maybe, but the tour I'm going on is, um, Gibby Haynes from the butthole surfers. 
Amazing. Which is going to be totally different because John plays like, you know, 1200 seat venues, you know, 1500 street seat venues. And these are going to be like skanky punk clubs. Wow. But that's going to be fun too. Apparently it's very fun to go tour with him. That's what the kids I've spoken to about it say. So getting ready to do that, getting, you know, really trying to tighten up my summer wardrobe for that. Like, what am I going to bring with me? I mean, this is the makeover. This is the makeover. I, I, uh, I really need a makeover. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not. I just, I've been trying to look at people who, you know, look like me, you know, have bodies like me and kind of like get hints from them. Yes. And I was thinking about this because my style is always evolving. I'm always buying new kinds of things and trying them out and putting them together in different ways. And I was thinking because I don't, I get scared of ruts. I really get mm-hmm. scared of getting in a style rut. And I was wondering if you have like, Sometimes it's like, oh, I want to go into a new look and you just get an anchor piece. And then it's like, oh, and I'm going to wear my hair like this and wear these earrings and these shoes. And it's like starts to come together as a full look that has almost less to do with the clothes. The clothes kind of fill in around the rest of the look, the shoes and the hair and the earrings and like you're changing all of that up. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. I'll take one. I feel like if you like found a pair of shoes that you were like, I want to build a wardrobe around these shoes. I get, I get what you're saying. I just, you know, the other day I bought some white clog sandals. Okay. At a store in the neighborhood. They're super cute. This morning I was like, you're never going to wear those sandals. You're never going to wear them. Well, they have to work for your life. They have to be like a thing you can like walk in and feel comfortable, like that you're excited about. Well, they're pretty cute. I was just like, I know myself. Like I I, I just, I'm not, I'm not going to wear those white clock sandals. Anybody in Brooklyn who's a size eight, you could get lucky. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So, I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. 
But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. Sarah. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule, essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump. And Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long. And I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it. Do it. Ah. Okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. Can we talk about, can we just talk about one thing really quickly? And that is that on my blog, Girls of a Certain Age, I always post about the podcast every week and somebody, we got a ton of really nice comments this week, but one woman said we were quote, whining in place. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like, okay, you can call it whining in place. I'm going to call it talking about really fucking hard things to talk about without being embarrassed about it so that you can like help people not feel quite so alone, which I do think I'm, I'm just going to go out and say, I think we do. I think that it would be hard to make a podcast about aging and not talk about aging. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not interested in all the fake narratives about it because I know the I, I live in the world and I live as a realistic person in the world. And I, I am, I don't think that I am a, um, I'm certainly a self-centered person, but I don't think that I'm like a self-pitying person. I don't think that I'm like a person who wallows. Like, I don't think that I'm whining in place. I think that I'm observing the changes that are happening to me. And wow, gee, are they strange. Yeah, I agree with you. And I usually don't bring up, I mean, I sometimes bring up when people say mean <laughs> things, but I just, for some reason that really annoyed me because I felt like we talked about hard things last week. I felt like we talked about hard things last week too, but also that it, that didn't even phase me. Honestly, that comment didn't even phase me. I was kind of like, Oh, whatever, because I don't understand what doesn't phase you and what makes you cry. I know it's weird. Well, you know what? I think when somebody kind of gets at something that I'm insecure about, mm -hmm. that makes me cry. The world is not super pro older women. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. there's a few people that are like fetishized, like Martha Stewart, who's had so much fucking work done that she looks 20, 30 years younger than she is. Like, great work, beautiful work, good for her. 
but there's like a couple of older women who are allowed to slip through mm-hmm. and the rest of us are sort of like slogging along, like trying yeah. to find our place in the world that doesn't really want us in it anymore. That's calling us irrelevant. That's treating us differently. That no longer values the way we look and, you know, and the way we think and all of these things. And it's a little bit of a battle and it doesn't mean that it has to be all consuming. And it doesn't mean that of course it's going to get worse. Like I am making observations about my experience in this moment that I know are also happening to other women. And I feel completely comfortable with that. So when I saw that comment, I was like, Oh, fuck it. I don't care. And also that's more about her than it is about me. Well, I, I have a very nice thing happen on the blog, which I enjoy, which is when somebody says something like that, I kind of wait 10, 15, 20 minutes for like the people defending us. And then I never have to. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. which is nice. But I want to talk about something else. I saw, and I'm not sure why I want to talk about this, but it's been on my mind. A friend of my younger brother's who's down in Houston, where I grew up, somehow came across this documentary footage with my mom in it, talking about the neighborhood she grew up in in Houston. And she's about 40. And she, she has a Texas accent, which she doesn't anymore. And she's so like, she, she, she just looked really, she was, I knew, I knew that she dated this man who made the documentary, but she was being very demure kind of and cute with him Mm -hmm. while she was talking. And Mm -hmm. I was like trying so hard to go back and be like, cause I, I think like, oh, when I was 15, my mom was my mom, right? Not like my mom was, you know, and then I've been looking through old photos out here and I found this like card that some guy she I mean my mom dated a lot of guys good for her but she you know she I found a card that said you know he the guy had included a a a single you know Mm -hmm. like like songs Mm -hmm. you know like a record single right 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 and it was like the song was in praise of older women and he had written all these like um notes to her around the record and it was just like she had a whole journey yeah she had a whole seventies journey and, 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 and it was just, there was something so poignant about seeing her when she was like finding herself. Yeah. And also that she was 40 at a time when we think of as being old and how, how much life she's lived since then. Oh my God. My mom, I mean, my mom is like the object lesson in like living a productive and happy life. Yeah. And, and inviting people in. I mean, I'm, I'm out in Sag Harbor and I'm recording in her bedroom and she does collage. She takes collage classes all the time and they're like collages everywhere. And there's like glue everywhere and paper and like, she keeps herself happy. I mean, she's, she, you know, but anyway, seeing, I don't even know why I brought it up because I don't have anything particularly articulate to say about it, but it was very touching for me to see that footage of her. Yeah. And also probably gave you some perspective too, right? About your own Mm -hmm. life, about her, about, you know, that's the thing. It's like we contain multitudes. All of these things can be true at once. In some ways, midlife is the beginning of a whole nother thing. 
right? It's a whole, it's a beginning of a whole nother part of life. And, and you're a little bit further into it, but still kind of young and in the beginning of it too, you know, like we got plenty, hopefully we got plenty of time left to go. So anyway, on that note, let's answer some questions. Can I just say that the number of members in our Facebook, everything is fine group just jumped. I know it's really, it's really crazy. We have a really big, I'm not supposed to say crazy anymore, but yeah, we have a pretty, we have a robust Facebook group in my opinion. Yeah. You guys looking for some community. It's, um, it's really nice on there. Okay. Here's a good question. I actually have, I, I actually have an answer for this question. Okay. Go ahead. Ask it. What do you say to women just younger than you that have never accomplished what you have? It's hard to keep hearing, keep trying. It just seems patronizing. No book contract, no successful relationship. Best advice I ever got was when somebody said to me, do not mourn the life you didn't get. You know, in my 40s, I was divorced. It was really beginning to look like I wasn't going to have kids. I, you know, I had a big job, but I didn't have the other shit that I really thought I would have by that stage in the game. And I thought about a family I knew who I thought had everything. And I thought, you just got to let go of the idea that it's either the life that those people have or nothing because you're going to be miserable. And so I think acceptance, like accepting where you are is, is like not only good emotional advice. I think accepting where you are can also be a good catalyst for change. Yes. I mean, I would say absolutely. This is a, this seems like a case of compare and despair. Um, Mm -hmm. because there's a million things I don't have. I don't have financial security. I don't have, I don't own a home. I don't, you know, all kinds of things I don't have. Like it's, it's how we're defining. And I could, I could get hung up on that and I could say, oh my God, I'm such a failure, like a book deal, whatever. Like that looks good to the outside world. That doesn't, that didn't, that wasn't life transforming. My experience is that all of the things that we think are going to transform our lives and make us feel like, oh, well this, after I get this, this is the one now I'm going to feel so fucking great. Mm-hmm. That actually, no, that doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't do anything. I mean, the pinnacle of my success, I, I felt the worst. And I think this is the case is true for you too. Worst, worst years of my life. Worst years. And the only way is to, to, to stop looking at what other people have and think about what it is you really want and try in realistic ways to achieve those things and not make them these big outside, like, oh, I mean, there, I was looking at Instagram today and I was so pissed off. Somebody reached a milestone that I've always wanted to reach. And I was so fucking pissed for a second. I was like, I'm never going to get there. And I might not, but I have other stuff. And that's yeah. it. We just, we don't get everything. No, none of us get everything. And the people who look like they have everything don't have everything. And, and it just having a little, you know, you just, you, if you're thinking all the time about what you don't have that you want that other people have, it, it takes its toll on you inside. It's yeah. hard. You're hard on yourself when you do that. There's a great, there's a great episode of hacks this season where, um, Deborah is Deborah Vance is playing like some County fair and she runs into a woman who was mm-hmm. coming up 
coming up at the same comedian that was coming up at the same time as her. And um, she did something that really sort of damned that young, that other female comedian's career. And she's been guilty about it all these years and thought she ruined this woman's life. And this woman is at this fair with her grandchildren and, you know, is living this like rural, rural life um, and is really fucking happy. And when Deborah Vance um, confesses to her, I think I ruined your career and I'm so sorry. Now you have this life and is looking at her with a lot of pity. The woman's like, I was looking at you with pity. I wanted out of the game. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, that was very, I'm getting the chills thinking about it. Cause I thought that was a, a really moving storyline. Yeah, me too. And, and they, they didn't do what you would expect them to do with it. I just love that show. And I hear it's not back. I hear it was just two no, seasons. No, it is. No, it's back. It got renewed. It just got renewed. Oh, good, 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 good. It just good. got renewed. So look, these are, I mean, look, and we could say that we're sitting here in, in privileged positions and, you know, and we're not really fully grasping this question. And, and I hear you, I hear you, but we're always, want is always there. It's always an option to be wanting to not be satisfied. It's always an option, no matter what your level is and getting right with what you do have makes the things that you get later mean more. No, it's really true. I mean, I had, I had at certain points, I felt like I had very little, you know, except for my privilege, really, yeah. except for, you know, there were, there were uh, nothing else went my way. You know, I was, and, and I spent, I spent years doing this to myself years yeah, wishing my life was like other people's wishing it was better, wishing I'd gotten, to, you know, all the things I wish. And, and I'm so much more comfortable now that I've accepted. Like I see my friends who stayed in the same place where we grew up and have quieter lives than I had. And I don't think they're less happy than I am, less content, less satisfied. Well, that, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. It really is. It just, it, it happiness is, is just, it, it may be on a parallel track, but it's not the same track. It's not. It's not. And we are just in a fucked up society that says this is the only way. Success is achievement is the only, is the path, right? And it's, it's mm -hmm. just not, it's, it's not real. What do you think of this question, Romolini? Which one? How has your relationship to love and intimacy changed as you have gotten older? What matters most at this season of your life? I was just thinking about this because my marriage is in really good shape right now. And I'm really, I love my husband. Like I can't believe how much I love him and how close I feel to him. And I'm almost mad because I thought that maybe we were headed at some point. I thought maybe we were headed to break up and I thought, Ooh, the excitement of that, you know, like the thrill of new people and even not even new people, new adventures and independent life. And so I guess my relationship with love and intimacy has changed because I value comfort and shared history Mm -hmm. over thrill. Yeah. I think that that's the short answer for me. That's a great answer. I'm going with your answer too. All right. Okay. Your turn to ask one though. Okay. It's my turn. Um, what do you do when you really need a mental and physical reset? How do you get your groove back? Mm. <sighs> 
Uh, <laughs> sleep? <laughs> I, I mean, it depends. Like I try all kinds of things. Like I said, regression, like I regressed. I was really feeling like upset and frustrated and overwhelmed. And so I tried drinking again and going out and socializing and that didn't work. And now I'm, because that's just avoidance and escape. So now I'm trying to do yoga every morning and eat better and talk to my friends, make sure I'm well connected and not isolated and reading, you know, reading yeah. good books, listening to things that are nourishing, you know, books on you know, audio books. I mean, it's just boring, but it's, that's the stuff that really is the physical and mental reset. I feel like it's not, it's slowing down. It's, it's, it's not seeking out escape. It's uh, steering into it so that you can just be more present, I think. Yeah. I like to take a nice walk sometimes when I need a reset. <laughs> oh, it's oh, so dear. it's so hot in here. We I have to I have, I'm gonna have to go soon because I'm so it's so hot in LA today and we can't have the air conditioning on when um, we're recording. So I get we can answer one more question and then I let's I answer must. one more. Okay, here's here's where we should here here's the one I want us to ask. Okay. Answer it. Any thoughts on open marriage or continental marriage where marriage is open but not discussed? Oh. <laughs> I know. I have thoughts. I think that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if 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 you can do it and it's what you want and you can do it without jealousy or envy or anger or all the things I would have if I was trying to have an open relationship. Um, I just, um, more than once, and I'm getting, I shouldn't even say this because we'll get all sorts of shit for it, but I have heard more than once about a couple that went open and then briefly after becoming open, split up. So I think in some ways, open relationships are the last gasp in certain relationships and some of them. Yeah. It's just like therapy. Like, it's like, let's yeah. try to, yeah. Let's try to be open, see if that answers our problems. Um, if, if you've got the constitution for it, I would say go for it. I, um, I certainly do not. I think it depends on the relationship. I think there are relationships that can sustain this very easily. And the two people in it are just like, yeah, that sounds great. I don't care. I don't think it would work in my relationship. I think the, uh, the, the amount of emotional intimacy that my husband and I have, the sort of like, you know, the, the mind milled we have, I kind of cannot imagine us opening that up to other people. I just can't. I also can't imagine intimacy without some degree of warmth, you know, without some, and, 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 you know, at this point, especially at this point, especially very good point. And I don't, I mean, I, I, you know, I know people say they can really love two people at the same time. Having that kind of intimacy with two different people at the same time would be impossible for me. And I couldn't, it, yeah, I mean, for some relationships it works. Like if I get, you know, let's say something horrible happened to me 
And I was still alive, but just barely hanging on. Like Paul's allowed to fuck other people. Okay, then. that's not an open marriage. That's not an open <laughs> relationship. What are you saying? That's the only that um, through that. What very, is that? Is know. that breaking the waves? Isn't that the plot of breaking the waves? That she's dying and or he's dying. Some one of them's dying, and like the other one, it's like lives vicariously through their sexual experiences, but the partner who goes out doesn't want to be doing it. It's like this horrible tragedy. It's like Lars Van Trier or something. Lars Von Trier. I don't know. I might've just made the director up the movie and everything (laughs) else. I mean, look, this is what I think about sex, sexuality, relationships, whatever the fuck works for you. Fantastic. Like, if everyone's can if, if it's consensual, it's honest, it's open. Let that's great. That's great if that works. And I think it, it I think that for some people it can work. I I met a woman recently who was telling me that she and her husband live in different places, like in the same city in different places. Wow. And I was like, that is so interesting. I wonder if I would want that. There, you know, it takes like there's no rules for this shit. That's the whole thing, and we shouldn't judge any. I don't judge anybody. No, decisions. I don't judge anybody for any of it. Any of it. And if I sounded like I was judging when I said the last ditch attempt before yeah. divorce, I, I don't feel judgy about that. It's just it's an observation that I made. Maybe it was a little judgy. I don't think I don't it's know. judgy. I think that's what you that's what you've seen. That's what you've seen. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, I think that we, you know, we also are all of a time and we were kind of kind of raised in a time to that monogamy was kind of still being, you know, forced on us. And I, I think that these kinds of questions are going to be answered very differently than the generations after us. Yeah. Is what I think. For sure. All right. Well, look, sure. we did a show. It's, we, we've been here for an hour. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> Go turn on the air conditioner. I'm going to. Uh, thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on the platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts. We read five-star reviews whenever we get them. If you want to support the show, keep the lights on with the show, support the production of the show. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash everything is fine. We host a live monthly event there. Actually, there will be one this week. And we also blog there sometimes and put up special episodes. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram, I at EIF podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Like we said earlier, you can find Kim on her blog, girls of a certain age.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. And our show is mixed and edited by the great Natalie Rivera. Thank you again, Natalie. All right. Thank you. We will be back next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.